0: Giver is a thing you become. Giver is not what you do. It's what you are. Giving is a product of being a giver. But you can copy the acts of giving without being a giver. And many Christians today have copied the acts of giving. They are not givers. Like I say all the time. When my children were all small. I don't try that anymore. But those days, I could kneel down. My wife would testify, you know, in the house. The children would climb my back, and I'll be walking, all fours, and they'll be laughing and climbing the back. I can please, don't climb my back, oh. It's Too late for that now. <laughs> the boy is almost, taller than me. He weighs almost as much as I do. Don't climb my back. Gone are the days I used to carry them up to do my upper body building. Now, if I carry, I can up. Now, me go go down. <laughs> Now, what I'm going to say is that those days I used to walk on falls, but does that make me a donkey? I'm not a donkey. I can walk on falls, and children will climb my back. I will be laughing all over the house, and I will be walking. But that doesn't make me a donkey. So like somebody said, just because, just be, it's a rap music, all right? It uh, wasn't Michael Peace. He said, just because you go to church does not make you a Christian. Just like being a cool doesn't make you a chicken. Being in a garage doesn't make you a car. You can be confused and don't know who you are. That's what he said. That's the line. In the same manner, just because you give does not make you a giver. Yeah, No, the fact that you give does not make you a giver. Anybody who is giving because of what he or she is going to get is not a giver. You are just in the giving side. The person is not yet a giver. Please, I'm emphasizing something here. So what is safe for you as a believer is make sure you're a giver. What is it about a giver? A giver gives anytime the opportunity to give comes. He doesn't give only when he sees the man of God. Are you getting my point here? When he sees the man of God and he needs to give, he goes ahead and gives. When he sees the work of the ministry and there's need to give, she goes ahead and gives. But then, that's what we're talking about. There are also other areas. The giver handles every area and does not have a mind locked on, let me do the one that God sees. Because God sees everyone. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. That's why we read that portion. That the time that they did those things, they did not know they were doing it. That is the ones that the Lord himself, they did for him directly. He wasn't even much noticing it. It's the one that they did, not knowing they were doing for the Lord, that the Lord was counting. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. Very important. How do we give to God? I mean, where do we give to God? I need to emphasize that first. So I will talk about, of course, the obvious ones. Very importantly, for the preaching of the gospel, I always say this, Christians are not going to go anywhere else. Pastors will not go anywhere else. Evangelists will not go anywhere else to go and look for money. They are not. It is forbidden that they go to the bank to go and borrow money. You want to do evangelism? You ask for guaranteed trust loan. This is for house money. Can you tell them the truth that you want to do evangelism? In fact, they'll just know that this why you're, you're a fraudulent pastor. why like you'll be raising an offering to pay bank loan. Of course, they're not going to do that. You won't, Even though Ali Alikudangoti is the richest Nigerian, we will not go to him and say, Sir, we want to preach. Did he say he was a Christian? What's his title? Which church is that? It's not a Christian, so we won't go to him. We will not go to him. When it comes to the preaching of the gospel, we are the ones that have the commandment. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And this is, we know, going is not free. It was not free that time. It's not free now. You want to go on radio, it costs money. You want to go on television, it costs money. You want to go with megaphone and drive by the roadside, it costs money. Whatever go you want to do is expensive. One day they were talking to, to um, um, Benin. It was on Larry King Live years ago. So they asked so we were not calling in. He said, one woman called. Short question, I remember very well. She said, Jesus never used to ask for money. Why do you? I like the answer he gave. He said, Jesus never had to pay for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I like that answer. And he told them straight. He said, When I hire Madison Square Garden for a crusade, I pay. This was, these were his words. I paid the same amount of money as Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson charges gate fees. I don't. He said to them straight, I watched that program that day. He said, I paid the same as MJ. He charges gate fees. I don't. So I have to ask for money. My own money comes free will offering. Now, I'm not now, please get me. All right. I'm not trying to say I agree with all the methods that my brethren use. I'm not saying that, but the need is real. I'm not teaching today now specifically on how to give to the work of ministry. But I just want to say, so we know it is the work of God because we are obeying the commandment of God when we give to the work of ministry. That's certain. So that's one. When we we'll give to the work of ministry, we are giving to God. I'm going to detail about all of this, but let me just run through all of them. Two, we talked about Elijah earlier. You know, God is interesting. You don't, the way you honor the word of God is in, there are many ways. But there are two basic ways I want to talk about. Two basic ways. You can't take your Bible and be bowing before it as honoring the word of God. Can you do that? You can't do that. Number one way you honor God's word is obey it entirely. Number two, you give honor to the people who carry and spread that word. That's it. You do. That's the second way by which you honor the word of God. I would, like I said, I'll talk about that in details later. The third way we said to give to God is that he that gives to the poor Lends to the Lord, he honors His Maker. So don't forget that when we are giving to people who are in need, that's another way by which a Christian gives to God. Let me just, let me take it and let me interrupt somewhere, please. I'll come back to this in a moment. There's something I wanted to emphasize as I was going on. Those of us who are used to this place, you know that in Kingdom World Ministries, I've explained this one again and again. We don't have offering time. And that's my point. Like, okay, now it's offering time. Everybody, get up. What did you bring for the Lord? I'm not saying it's bad though. That's it's bad. You say, why don't you do it? It's not because I don't need your money. That's not my reason. My reason is that giving to ministry should be more responsible than that. That's my reason. I need to explain that. The Bible says that each one is to give as he purpose in his heart. And I believe that Christians should get to that issue of proposing in their hearts. I don't believe you need to give offering every time you go to church. I have seen people say, you can never appear before God empty-handed. That doctrine, I don't know where they read it from. It's not Bible. It's a wrong application of a rule of Judaism. The rule of Judaism is that there are festivals. Men, you don't come to the temple without your sacrifice in your hands. If it is Passover, how can you come without your one lamb? That was a commandment. It's not the same thing I will practice now. I'm going, why I'm saying that? For that reason, Christians have learned this habit of giving as if it's a joke. People who want to give to ministry, you pay the same amount for gala. The same attitude. I'm sorry, that's my problem. That's my major reason why I don't do offering times, blessing time. Offering time is a blessing time. We thank God. It's an investment time like they add to it. We thank the Lord. <laughs> Whatever you like, you call it. <laughs> I just don't do it. Not because, like I said, it's not horrible in itself. I just think that Christians should be more mature than that. When money enters into your hand, you take your money and apportion appropriately. That's what I'm talking about. I don't see my children in the morning and say, children, how are you? Everybody take 10-10 Naira, 20-20 Naira, 50 Naira. I don't do that. What do I do? It's the beginning of the school term session. My wife says, school fees time. In fact, I know it ahead. So when I say that, okay, I will do it. I say, ah, is that not the month of school fees? I say, I can't do that, I'm sorry. We know it ahead. It comes to good, sizable amount. Amen? Ah, answer amen. Okay, many of you are not paying school fees. Those of you who are paying school fees, say amen. amen. <laughs> the Lord is good. The people are praying that their younger brother will not get admission. <laughs> it's not wickedness. No, it's not wickedness. Like they say, worry now, condition make refreshment for back. It's not wickedness. So they know that if the guy gets admission, (laughs) my stomach and my pocket will get recession. So they are trying to balance the two. Like one man, the wife was in labor. The woman was shouting, please, oh, help. So neighbors came, what's the problem? The man said, Please, his wife is in labor. Please, I beg, help me beg her to manage till tomorrow. True story. The image of your whole land till tomorrow. A woman is in labor. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't joking. What I told you a real story. This is why you could go tell labor at this time of the day. Say, so I beg, help me, beg her to just try and manage and hold it till tomorrow. So I can go out in the morning and look for some money. No, that was what happened. The person who surveyed the situation is his son that was telling us the story. The woman, I think, living in the area anyway, an elderly woman. And I said, to him, what is it? They don't manage. The woman is in labor. So they carry the woman to the hospital, of course, the woman arrived around, get her something just to help. Anyway, why am I talking about that? So we know these things are going to come up. So when it's get to that session, what do we do? We prepare... For it, we prepare for it, and I believe that that's how Christians should give. That's just my own. Prepare also. Stop. You know, people say that you Christians, you know, you don't, you can't give if you don't have. I agree. I know you can't borrow to give. I agree. But listen to me. If you borrow to spend, you had better borrow to give. I'm not saying you borrow to give, but many people borrow to spend, but when it's giving they can't borrow. They want to buy a car. The bank is financing half of it. All their friends are, they, they bought the other half. Then for the next 18 months, he's perpetually broke. He can't give. And they say, no, he's according to what a man has. But for goodness sake, you have. But you have invested everything in yourself. When I come to church and say, I gave 200 look, my brother, I won't lie to you. That's all I have. Why won't it be all you have? You are all your friends, own all the banks. So I tell Christians, listen, if you can borrow to buy a car, then one day you are better borrow also to do something massive for the, for the kingdom of God. That's what I believe. That is what I believe. That's the reason why I don't do all this uh, offering time thing. Because I believe Christians should propose in their hearts. It's not just for giving to ministry and to, to ministry and ministers of the gospel, no. Also for every other aspect. If you know that, listen, it is school fees time. Like I was saying earlier, your cousin, you you are helping. Your younger one, you you are helping, they are going to start, they are going to go. I mean, these things sometimes they give notice. <laughs> your landlord gave you notice 12 months ago. I hope you know that. It's not when it's time to pay you now. Start telling him stories. He gave you motive 12 months ago. His rent isn't becoming due all of a sudden. Like the man that said doesn't know what's going on this day. 24 hours, not so the last again. <laughs> He's suspecting the landlord. The man is winding forward the speed. The man, the man didn't do that. In the same manner, your cousin <laughs> that came to collect money for you from jump. He doesn't have a father, you know. The mother is poor, you know that. And you gave him some money for a jump. When you were giving money for a jump, you were hoping we fail. <laughs> now that he has passed, I tell him congratulations hanging the phone. Come on, be, don't, don't be ridiculous. Aye. Check, I mean, <laughs> who else will pay the money? I will talk about that in, this, in a moment, alright? But I just want to emphasize the fact that, listen to me. You propose, That's, what, that's my emphasis. You propose, you plan for these things. That's why I don't enjoy offering time. I go, I go to a church. I give, I will give my offering once a month. I'm going to give you offering once a month. But when I do, it will be responsible. I won't even bring it to church this modern day. Why are you carrying cash to church? Does the bank not, church not have an account number? What are you doing with all this? Your GT bank app, Zenith bank app, Access bank app. You should have coded your church or ministry Whatever you are giving to one of you, the, what they call them now, registered beneficiary, they should be a regularly registered beneficiary. And as soon as they pay the money, that's look, that's what God has helped us with in my family. The month, the, at the end of the month, when most of my income comes in, that's when we do the major disbursing. At that point, I sit down. Each person has his own. In fact, I can almost automate it. Everybody, this is your. I can sit down for 30 minutes moving things. Moving things. Mo- moving things. <laughs> yes. It's regular. Nobody, nobody needs to remind me or beg me. It's regular. So I can sit down there, you're doing offering time, I'm looking at you. You're proposing your heart. That's what I'm going to emphasize. That's all this my, this, my digression is to emphasize emphasize that thing. If you don't do it like that, you will never have to give. You won't have to give. If you plan very the well, there are things you can't do for yourself. What I mean by that, you can't do is that the giving will have taken its portion. You not, They now say the new phone has come out and say the old one is still working. It's true. When they say the new one has come out, said the old one is still working. Thank you very much. And you are saying it because you. You know everything about scale of preference. You put things on their proper positions. This idea of new phone doesn't fit. You take the old one, buy new battery for it. You say, praise God. Hallelujah. Look at the phone. You enjoy it. Say this phone, you will do the will of God. You prophesy over it. You shall not be stolen. This is your crack skin. We'll use a (laughs) little (laughs) tip. Are you getting my point? You won't crash. You Won't crash. Not now. That's when your prophetic words will have effect because the Lord knows why you're prophesying. You pick the phone one day. It's, it's taking time to boot. I speak to you. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> the phone the is organizing guys now. Just, just. Ah, uh, first of before you play again, Yeah. <laughs> the Lord is good. Please, my emphasis on that. We're talking about how to work for God in giving. It's purposeful. We do that deliberately. Back to what I was saying originally. So. We said, of course, give to those who I need. Then, amongst that, I talked about, okay, I forgot to mention those who are supposed to honor. It's very important. You honor parents. This is not, like, I've already removed preachers of the gospel into another category. When you give to people you are supposed to honor, it's part of giving to God. Let me just say something again. Please try and prioritize what is important in your life. What do I mean by that? A lot of young men. Young women, they finish school, they get their first job. And the first thing they are thinking about is not to buy a car. That's very irresponsible. You trekked for the last 15 years. That's it, 15 years. 25 years you've been trekking, you're not dead yet. Two extra years won't kill you. It won't. Unless that thing is important for productivity, please leave it for a while. What do I mean? It's time to start honoring people. You go back to your father. You go back to your mother and honor them. Like I was saying earlier, I wasn't joking about it. If you're a preacher, offering tastes different. It tastes different. If I have an investment and they pay me one million naira dividends, it doesn't taste as sweet as when somebody puts a thousand naira in your hand and says, sir, God bless you. There is something inside it. In the same manner, when you go home and say to your parents, that is Christmas. So, he doesn't need anything, so you drag a cow to the house. That is what they call honor. He doesn't need anything, he has everything. It's Christmas, you stack four bags of rice there. You know he doesn't need it. That's what people don't understand. There are people you give to because they need. But when you are honoring somebody, it has nothing to do with need. Oh, no, no, honor gifts are not linked to need. Go ahead and read that Malachi when God was speaking. He said, if I am a king, where is my honor? He said, if I am a father. Let me look at it. There are eternal principles listed there. I just want to bring a a principle for it, from it. God was talking about the offerings and sacrifices that he commanded them to give. But there was something he now said. Verse 6. He said, a son honors his father. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. A servant honors his master. Said, then if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect? Is there? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priests who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? Let me just stop here. Why I read this, I wanted to just bring out something. He said, A son honors his father. If I am a father, where is my honor? When the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. When Jesus was going to interpret that, he linked it with giving to the father and the mother. I don't have time to be explaining it now. Gifts of honor are not gifts of need. Is the mother will get it clear? People often mix the mix the two. So your father doesn't need what you have is the reason why he will die and you never honored him. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Even if your father is dangote, Christmas time. Make a dress for him, make some material for him, let him wear it. And let him be able to say, Yes, no, Steve gave me this one. Everybody knows he can buy 10,000, we know. But let him be able to say, Steve gave me this one. It's called honor. There's pride in it. Are you getting my point here? Say, Oh, my father doesn't need my money. It's irrelevant. Gifts of honor are not dictated by need. When, the, when they broke their last bo- box of perfume on Jesus, what was he going to do with it? Judas, who thought the other, the, the, everything should be the other way, said, Ah! Or more see offering wasted. He said, Why didn't you just sell this thing? It's not everything in life you, you, you sell, you do, you know, to get that kind of utility. No. When it comes to honoring people sometimes, it's, it may appear even wasteful. That's a matter of fact. In fact, I'll get to it later. As I said, you give to those who are in need. Don't forget, the last one I said is you give to yourself. Periodically, you need to eat expensive food. It's not every deal. Just wake up. Just carry your wife. And say, we are going to eat Chinese today. That's right, so- you don't like Chinese food, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not like you... The only reason why you're eating just want to waste is a waste. You know that? Some say, "Ah heh, if you give me this 15,000, I know what I will cook in the house." We know. <laughs> it just uh, is the day of waste. Hey, I'm just watching my time. There are things we do for the Lord, and the only way it can be shown to us done for Him is the waste that's involved. I'm not joking about it. Just for us to put things in proper perspective. Under the old covenant, I said, there's something I said before. When, when Jacob was going out, he made a vow to the Lord. Can you remember the vow? He said the Lord blessed him. He will give him 10% of everything that God will bless him with. All right? There's a principle. There's a reason why he chose 10%. And just by the way, it's not because it's a tithe. It's because under their rules, that was how you honored people. That was the same reason Abraham gave a ten to Melchizedek when he stumbled on Melchizedek on the way. Alright? That's how he did it. Okay? It's like a rite of passage through the land. That's how it was. But he made a vow to God. Alright? Now the question is how did he pay it? Never forget. Let me tell you how he paid. The Bible didn't write it down, but we know the truth, we know how the word of God works. How did he pay it when he came back? If he had a hundred thousand sheep, he took ten thousand sheep, he and his servants took a day, and they slaughtered all of them. Put them in a the heap and burnt them to ashes. That was how he gave it to God. And the Lord smelt a sweet smelling savour in heaven. He wasted it. That's what the Bible calls a whole burnt offering. Whole burnt offering in the scriptures, you don't take anything, you burn it down to the bones. I preached a message before, I titled The Priestly Corner of Life. What's the priestly corner of life? There are things that you do that, physically speaking, they are not reasonable. They are not productive. Like telling people to sit down at home a whole day for Israel. Don't farm their land for a whole year. You can try and explain the productivity behind it, but it's not necessarily so. Because Abraham did not obey that, yet he prospered. Jacob did not do it. Isaac did not do it. Men before them did not do it. So what was special about it? For them it was a sacrament. It was sacramental. It was something they did as a sign. So they stayed at home a full day out of seven. Nothing doing. It was like a wasted time. But that was an offering to God. There are things you waste for the sake of God. And that was why when that young woman wasted the alabaster box, Jesus is not bored. He knew that that's one way by which you give to God. It's important. That's why sometimes as a, as a man, you just decide to say, everybody in this house, come I will go, I just going to eat something expensive. And that's why occasionally, I don't it's not as if I say that you must celebrate birthdays, but let celebration be around you once in a while. Let your neighbors come to your house and eat. Find an excuse. Call it Thanksgiving. I moved into a new house, not your house you rented, but you just moved in. It's just an excuse. It's an offering. It's an offering. It can be, listen, I'm not joking about it, it can be your half of your month's salary for that month. Just make sure that people are eating it. Just invite everybody, people in your office. The only thing God said is that, don't invite only your friends. That was the only thing Jesus warned about. At such times, don't invite only your friends. You live in a rich neighborhood, go to all the gate men around. Those who have put kiosks near the gate of your junction. They see you drive past every day, give them a card. Down the road, we are doing a party. You were just packed in. Please, you are invited. Plenty of food, plenty to drink. Make sure you don't miss it. That's one way Christians are supposed to give offerings. The Lord is good. So, we're talking about different ways, different places. So, I've mentioned the number of places the, the, the Word of God is important. So, I put it in, above. Other places, the minister of the Word of God people you are supposed to honor, especially your parents. Like I said, when you start earning, please make some of these things priority. Don't leave these things till the last. It's when, they, when your parents are having grandchildren, that's how you know you give them some. That. It's when you're having children, you know, they're not grandparents. I don't want to, as you left school, settle them. Make it priority. The school, the, the fellowship you attended on campus, you graduated. Honor them. They were there with you, praying with you. When you were having troubles, they were the ones praying with you. There was a time they gathered the money and helped you. It's not the car you drive back that shows that God has blessed you. No. You go back there one day and say, Ah, guys, how, how is everybody doing? I just felt like saying, Thank you, Jesus. There are 400 people in the fellowship. So there are plenty. Eh? You can do party. You are ending well. Give them something for everybody to drink one day. Or drop money in the offering basket there. A good size. Buy them a new keyboard a new set of drums. You don't need a car yet. You can't track for that two years. You say, I want to marry you, so let me buy the car now. No. Many married men are not driving cars. They hire a keke, chauffeur-driven. driven. What is a big deal? Some of these things can wait. You no know, one, they will carry some things you No, know, to, to my parents-in-law and all of that. My mother-in-law looked and just said, oh, you are spending money, you know, just... My wife said, you need to do this, do that. My wife said, there will always be time for those things. What she didn't say, which is good, she didn't say it, is you people won't live forever, you know. (laughs) She she shouldn't say that, but that was the idea. (laughs) It's true. Your parents are not going to live forever. So you can't live honoring them till when everything is settled. When you finish building your house, it complete. You go home. Your father died yesterday. (laughs) What are you going to do? I'll still go back to the issue of how, alright, in a moment. Let me just explain these things. So, these are the things you do as believers. It's when you do all of these things that you are giving to God. Now, in fact, because of time, let me just switch back to the matter of how, alright? How? Now, what I want to give is practical wisdom, alright? Now, I jumped referring to a lot of scripture because there are things we can easily find out where the Bible says that he that gives give to the poor, honors the law, you know, that, all of that, okay? There, there, it's all of that scripture. There are so many. I don't even need to pursue it, but I'm sure you are convinced, alright? Now, I just want to talk about how. Let me talk about that how thing. How do I give? I have money. How? We have established that you are not giving because you want God to increase it. You are giving because you are a faithful servant. And this is the law of God. Any money he gives into you, there are two parts. You can read that from Second Corinthians chapter 9. There is seed for the sower and there is bread for food. Seed for the sower is the one you give out. You are not the one that eats it. Bread for food is the one you eat. You are not giving it out. And both of them are inside any money that God gives you. Now this is where Christianity is beautiful. This is where Christianity is different. God doesn't have any law on it that applies to everybody he does not have if you go if I go and read the Romans chapter 12 there is what there is a ministry called the giving ministry a number of Christians are in that ministry and they cannot even operate the general principles we are talking about in the same proportion we are talking about them for them giving is their work there are people like that I will talk about them if I can get them maybe next time But I'm going to emphasize something here. There is no general law for every Christian. You say 10% of your income belongs to God is not Christianity. It's a modern invention. It's not Christianity at all. That was why you never saw it preached anywhere to Christians in your Bible. Not one time. And there were many occasions in which money was spoken about. Let's let's be honest. People say it was before the law. I agree with you. It was long before the law. After the law, it wasn't there again. <laughs> this is the way I apply that. Before the law does not mean it was after the law. When the devil is under the law, they say it's not under the law, it was before the law. There are two sides. There was Abraham tithed before the law, but the title we preach today is the one under the law. Because the title of Abraham was voluntary. It was not compulsory. It had the blessing, it didn't have the curse. And the proportion was not decided by God, it was decided by Hammurabi. Hammurabi was a king at that time, that reigned over the whole of that area. He had what they call the Babylonian codes of Hammurabi. He was the one that legislated 10%, not God. Amongst the other things he legislated was that if a woman did not bear her husband children, she gave her maid to her husband. And if she did that, the man cannot marry another wife which was why Sarah offered Hagar to Abraham. Which was why um, Leah and Rachel did that when they wanted more children. So come on, these are not new things. So please, let's, let's get real. Let's be Christian. Let's be Christian. What was special in the tithe of Abraham was that the honor money was given to a priest of the Most High God. If you are in, if you are in America... Alright, yeah, if you're an American and you britain and you're a high earner, your tax can be up to 40%. You know that. It's an insult to God. If you give the government 40% and tithe 10%. If you wanted to do what Abraham did, you will give the government 40% and give God 40%. And you manage the 20%. People are not acting like Abraham. If you wanted to follow the law of it, Abraham's 10% was their taxation mood. So if you are in the 30% tax bracket, then to honor God, you give American government 30%, then you have to find a way to route 30% to God. Otherwise, you're a thief and you're a robber. I'm sure you don't want to tie it again. <laughs> After they one have said, you're not interested anymore. Uh, yes, and that's why God didn't make it com- com- compulsory for you. That's why he didn't make it compulsory. So let's get it clear. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. So, it's very important to understand that. But Christians, this is what we do, and it is working for God in giving. You look at your life, you look at your income, you look at these areas I have talked about, and you apportion each person his own portion appropriately. You hear what I said? We've talked about different areas. We mentioned a number of them. And you apportion each person his own appropriately. There are those who have the giving ministry. We'll talk about them later. But for the average Christian, you will sit down. It is your personal decision, not mine, not your pastor's own. Nobody can decide for you. If at, every, at the beginning of, at the end of every month, just to make it easy to calculate, I get 10000 and that's my income. I look, I say, the church I go to, how much can I use to support them on a regular basis? You decide by yourself. You take that, you put it in. Oh, this man has been a blessed, oh, Pastor Banker has blessed me. I would like to buy him a recharge card. Okay, I don't want to do it every month, once in a while, this is what I will give. No, then my pastor, special, I know that I'm part of the denomination, but he preaches a good word. This month, every few months I'll do this, I used to honor him. I'm working, I have parents. There are two kinds of parents, the ones that can take care of themselves, the ones that need their children to help them depending. If your parents are the type that are richer than you, yes, you may not have... Now, nah, I'm giving practical now. Understand? You can modify as it suits you. Say, okay. Maybe every once in a while, I make a new suit of clothes. I give to my father. I buy some material I give to my mother. I go home and drop a bag of rice. Once in a while. But if they need it, then I make it a monthly thing. Every month this amount goes... Oh, I'm helping out, support somebody. I mean, I'm supporting an orphanage. Every month, this is their portion. You put that one down like that. Okay, I pay... No, you just calculate where your money is supposed to go. You are not under pressure to impress anybody. You are not under pressure to impress anybody. If your money would not join to buy expensive clothes, you are forbidden from wearing expensive clothes. From the income. You can pray. Oh, you know, God is wonderful. Somebody can just, you can just win MTM promo one day. Save the Italian suits. You go and collect and wear. Are you getting my point? Don't go and be. You know, there are things you shouldn't do on credit. brazilian here on credit. May it cut fire. Yeah. Say amen now. Amen. Okay, the men say amen. amen. Thank you. You may feel like we well, have prayed for you. All our prayer is for you. Six months, the, the the woman selling hair is calling you. <laughs> six months. Shame on you. May I be tear it off your head. Yes, that's the idea. It's very painful. You won't do it again. Even David said before I was afflicted, I went astray. After that, obedience to the word of God. There are things you don't buy and be paying for six months. You buy one shirt six months ago. You are still paying. If you have to pay six months for a shirt, you do not be wearing a shirt, wear a singlet. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be paying for a shirt for six months? Just wait, they are cheap shirts, they are used shirts. Just locate some brothers that are your size and that are senior to you financially. There's a way to do it. Just say, ah, hmm, apostle game with it. Say so, me I am the same size? This is your shirt. When you finish wearing your portion. There's what they call the law of gleaning. There are times you are the one collecting gleaning. The time will come, you are the one gleaning. Just know your face in life. There's no need to quarrel. You want to show that that your boss in the office that anybody can do it. Your boss, you know the Bible says that you are running with men. They are wearing you out. What will happen when you run with horses? So people are competing with those who are riding on horses and they are running... The man bought a suit for forty-five thousand naira, eighty-five thousand He bought it from pocket change. You are still telling the supplier, "Don't worry, no, next week I will find something for you." <laughs> on suit, next week you will find something. Next week you will find something on suit. If you should know you are not blessed, though. you are very stupid. <laughs> just say you know the Just go and buy monkey jacket. You know they call monkey jacket. Take your life easy. Life is in phases. Men are in sizes. Your time is coming. Somebody say amen. Amen. Listen, you must make allowance for generosity in your life. That's what I'm talking about. You must make allowance for generosity. Go and see, when Paul was saying that he that steals, let him steal no more. He said, but let him walk with his hands. Why? So that he will have something to give. Paul was emphatic about it. He said, let him walk so he will have something to give. He took it for granted that the purpose for having is so you can give. Come on, make allowance for generosity. That's what I'm talking about. Let me, let me, let me, let me close. The Lord is good. Now it's as you are doing this that you are working for God. Make sure, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Your money must be preaching the gospel. It may be small, but it must be preaching the gospel. It must be preaching the gospel. It must be preaching the gospel. It's, look, some, there are people that should just get up and say, Ah, I don't have any money. I hear they are washing car there. Just go and join to wash car for two days. So that they can say, Okay, I join those that are preaching the gospel with my money. This giving culture. I think Christians need to learn it very well. We do a lot of things. We stress ourselves for ourselves. But we hardly stress ourselves to give. We think we are supposed to give out of change. Leftover. When I'm eating and I'm full. That which I have remaining, I will give. No giving is priority. It's priority. It's not what I do when I have nothing else to do with money. It is what I do first. And whatever is remaining, I do the other things. That's, look, if we live like this, you will see the power of God releasing into our finances. The reason why God, God, you see, this guy doesn't understand. They, they are praying, praying every day. I said, let me say, I said, you should listen to, okay, I think they have some of them produced that I preached last, last Sunday in Macaudi. I said, faith. There's a, there's a side of faith called faithfulness. And the issue about it in the Greek, there's no, the word is the same. Many times faith doesn't work because there's no faithfulness attached. Many of the things we call about prosperity, prosperity, we don't believe in, we are sowing seed. God, the seed cannot germinate because the people sowing the seeds are not givers. They don't understand the purpose. You see Christians saying that when, when I have, I will give. That is a very, very, very wrong statement. Once you are eating, you can give. Once you are eating, you can give. Once you have a phone, uh, you, are, you are a cheerful giver. If that phone never had credit... You're a cheerful giver. Are you getting my point? Yes. Yeah, you have the opportunity. Because one day you loaded 200 naira on your card, on your phone. You can dash somebody 15 nair out of that. One day we are talking with some of our brothers. i was the principle that we we'll operate in Kingdom Word. And I said that for those of you who, 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 who don't know, every co worker in Kingdom Word, we make it a law. You must be a financial co worker. If you are cleaning chair, we thank God for your life. But your money must clean a part of the account in the bank, you know. If guarantee trust say this place is dirty. <laughs> you must yeah, yes, you know, that, that is our rule, okay? What we just do is that it's free will It's as low as I mean any amount, okay? Just that we say that. because money talks. Money talks. God gave money a special voice. Yeah, money has a unique way of expressing itself. Of expressing people's hearts is unique. All right? So that I was talking to one brother, we we're having a minister's conference in Benin, and one brother said, that, Okay, in their ministry, that, they, that there's a particular sister. He giving us an example. Well, what if people don't have? I said, You will have. Because the amount we put it at is so low. I said, You will have. It's just for you to make it a priority. He now gave an example. This is why I'm talking about culture of giving. He now give an example. He said, okay, there's a particular sister in their ministry that she doesn't have any money, that even able to pay her rent. People have to help her pay the rent. I said, did you notice the rent gets paid? I don't know why he caught that. One of us said, did you notice the rent got paid? He got the point and sat down. I said, but we don't make giving priority, that's why it doesn't get done. We find all kinds of excuses. Once you find excuses, you will not be able to do it. But the Bible says exercise yourself for the purpose of what? Godliness. That's what the Christian must understand. You exercise yourself for that purpose. It's exercise. You make up your mind, this one I must do. So every time I'm going home, I just tell my father, good afternoon daddy. I just walk out and come out. So okay, Pastor Banki has taught now that it mustn't be like that. But I'm not rich yet. I just managed one small job. I let me start when I'm going home. I buy two pineapples. It's better than nothing. Yes, I can't drive in with the latest model Prado and say, daddy, that is yours. Yes, not yet. But you will get there. Amen. Why are you looking at me like you don't like it? Yes. That man should sound like thunder. Yes. You will get there. I'm telling you. You will get there. Let me tell you where you will get to. Listen to this. Be collecting. you know. This is where you will get to. One day, a young man will come to see you, he and his wife. And you have seen them off. He said, how did you come? He said, we, we took a bus. Ah, you took your boss? Are you serious? Wait. You call your wife. Um, what's your wife's name? All right, she claimed it. <laughs> I said, Ufa, Please, that new Jetta. But you say you don't like it much, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just said, that guy, okay, I told her I didn't like it. Okay, let me have the keys. Said the young that young man, don't put this girl in a bus again. Do you understand me? Give her the keys. You will get there. Amen. Amen. One day you will use a whole furnished apartment to excuse yourself from attending a wedding. Amen. Amen. A young man, a young woman they'll come to invite you for the wedding. You say, Ah, you will look your wife, look your husband. How do we do this? We can't attend. Ah. They will feel bad though. You know they really, really respect us. Ah. How do we do it? You look at the other and say money and salad all things. Call the young man, go on price a fridge, a freezer, set of furniture, 42-inch TV, everything, rug for three-bedroom flat, Tell me the cost and one year's rent. Let me know how much it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the man would me come and say, sir, we, we, we try to make him modest. Everything came to like three millionaire. Sir, is that all? Okay. Just five hundred thousand for your wife to buy jewelry to hang on the wall. Three point five million. Take. Yeah. Because I can't come for the wedding. That man will say, Oga, may you not come in Jesus' name? May you not come. Coming to do what? Uh, With this kind of not coming, nobody should come. Nobody should come. Just me, my father in law. Even my parents can stay at home. Just the two witnesses, the priests, my father in law, to give out the girl. Wait a minute. Everybody does like this. <laughs> what is a wedding about anyway? <laughs> the Lord is good. I feel like praying. God will lift you up to that level in Jesus' name. Amen. Giving will be your habit in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, giving will be your habit in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will lift you to that level in Jesus' name. Amen. Poverty is not your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your hand will be lifted. You will be able to give in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now, let just, let's close here, alright? This is my emphasis. Giving must be a habit. It's something we exercise ourselves concerning. We exercise ourselves. We don't wait, alright, till things are comfortable. It's something we start practicing. It's something we start practicing. We exercise ourselves. There's no law, alright, on how much you give. It's as you like it. There are, these are different areas of life that God expects you to participate in, and by doing those things, you'll be given to God. All right? It's as you like it. All right? It's not burdensome. Let me just say, the commandments of God, they are not burdensome. They are not burdensome. The Bible says, as a man proposes in his heart, you decide by yourself, you sit down, apportion your money appropriately. That's just the emphasis. Let me just leave it there. Apportion it appropriately. I've just given different areas that when you are doing, you are giving to God. It's not only when you come to church that you are giving to God. When you are doing all of these other things, you are giving to God. When you are giving towards the advancement of the gospel, you are giving to God. When you are honoring people, you are supposed to honor, you are giving to God. When you are helping the people who are broke, who are poor, you are giving to God. When you are helping close relatives, you are, who are poor, you are, but that one is a special commandment you are supposed to do. If you have, as a believer, in your household, if people are broke, God says you are the first that should be in line to help them. They shouldn't go out looking for other people when they have a Christian inside the house. Are you getting my point here? These are the things you do and you are giving to God. When you are doing all of, and don't forget, we'll talk about it maybe later also. I said there are those that have the giving ministry. I didn't talk about them at all today. Maybe next time I might. There are those that have the giving ministry. Their job is just to give. Just like Pastor Banky preaches, their job is to give. They start it from the time they have little. And they continue to when they have abundance. Once you are earning plenty of money, God has recruited you into that ministry. Yes, you have been recruited. You have been recruited. You go, you work like everybody else. At the end of the month, your salary is 2.5 million naira. Is your head big? It's not because your head is big that they are paying you so much. It's because God says, listen, for goodness sake, this work cannot be shared equally. Are you getting my point? If a ministry needs $5 million, only you should give half. Let the other 500 people in the church gather the balance. It's called a giving ministry. It's a job that God gives believers. All right. So those are the things that we do and we know we are working for God. I hope you've gotten my point. Let me stop it here. Next time we'll continue. Let's bow down our heads and just give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, thank you. Let's give him thanks. Being a giver is what we must become. That's what the spirit of Christ in us has made us. We are givers. We are givers. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord I thank You. Lord I thank You. Lord we thank You. Lord we thank You. Let's commit ourselves again. Say Lord we are givers. Say Lord I am a giver in the name of Jesus. I commit myself to giving again. I commit myself to giving. I commit myself to giving. I commit myself to giving. In the name of Jesus I commit myself. I learn the giving habits. I am a cheerful giver. Say it, I'm a cheerful giver, I lend the giving up, I operate, I, I exercise myself in that level of godliness. I receive grace. Don't forget, I give instructions to a few people earlier on. Tomorrow, go and do something different from what you've ever done. And don't, don't hang anything on it. Just be generous. Exercise yourself for the purpose of giving. In the name of Jesus Christ.